The future of health coaching. Opportunity, action, impact. Brought to you by Teleosis Institute, coaching and narrative healing. Hi, I'm Reggie Mara, creative director at Teleosis Institute. And on behalf of Dr. Dr. Joel Kreisberg and myself, welcome to this month's edition of the future of health coaching online. I'm very happy to welcome our guests, my fellow Integral Master Coaches and co-authors of Coaching and Healing, Transcending the Illness Narrative, which was published by Integral Publishers this past fall. This is what it looks like. With us today, in no particular order, are Julie Flaherty, Leslie Williams, John Stoddart, Lois McNaughton, Alex Dowds, Joel, and myself. We're missing Amy Phillips and Karen Hempel, who are unable to join us today, and our late friend, Jill Lang Ward, whom we lost on May 26, 2016. So welcome to all of you. As a way to get started, I wanna say a little bit about the background um, of our coming together today. Um, we all trained um, as integral coaches with Integral Coaching Canada, and in the spring of 2012, we met at a mastery workshop up in Ottawa. And towards the end of the weekend, we decided to uh, all join a particular group. We were asked to join initiative groups as we left the workshop. And uh, John Stoddard, who's on the call today, had put the words coaching and healing up as one of the groups which we could join. Um, Twelve of us ended up joining that group and, and ten of us stayed in it. Um, we began to meet monthly um, in July, I believe, of 2012, and have met virtually every month since then, um, not knowing exactly what we were going to do around coaching and healing, and eventually uh, evolving into uh, realizing that we had enough material among ourselves to put together first a white paper and then a book. Um, the rest, as they say, or as at least we say amongst ourselves, um, is history. So I'm really happy to um, be hosting um, uh, my fellow coaches and authors today. And with that, um, I'd like to open with this particular question. Um, how did the experience of coming together monthly for the better part over four years now, um, how did that experience affect you or impact you, um, not only in the context of the book, but in terms of coming together with fellow coaches around the topic of coaching and healing? You know, what impact did that have on any of you? The floor is open. It provided a container, a holding, somewhere I could feel safe each month to express how I really felt physically and emotionally and spiritually often. Things that I didn't feel I wanted to burden everyone I knew with or even many people, but was always free to share with our group. And hearing other people's monthly experiences um, was also very supportive. The group, a great sense of support and care for each other. So it, I think formed a very solid community spiritually and in terms of being coaches and uh, furthering that endeavor. Thank you, Julie. Yeah. Anyone else? 
Yeah, I would build off of what Julie was saying that the the uh, our our monthly or so meetings together really was a a, a true refuge. Uh, and the uh, it really does strike me that it was a a, a very safe container uh, to work on to 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 be with each other about not only what was happening in our own lives, but we always had uh, tasks that we were working on uh, uh, throughout the time together, uh, including including the book. And and I think the the the, uh, the book was that um, we we produced together was pretty extraordinary in the sense of when I uh, talked to people about uh, the book and mentioned that there's ten authors of the book. People asked ten authors who 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 was the main author of the book. I said no no it was it was ten authors of the book, mm -hmm. and uh, ten unique voices kind of trying to find a rhythm and working together throughout the course of the uh, throughout the whole course of publishing this this book I think is is kind of a, a, an amazing uh, part of the journey uh, that we've been on and one of the things that I enjoy the most uh, in, as I reread the book often is hearing the unique voices of the people in the group uh, throughout the book and uh, everybody is everybody uh, has uh, uh, has contributed and is really a part of the whole. So that's been a very special experience for me. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. I'd say it was it was a really unique opportunity to explore uh, healing, which is a, a topic that was important to all of us for different reasons, and. That even though we have the same training, the same methodology, is that each of us brings our own unique perspective on that. And the opportunity to share that with one another, uh, I think has deepened all of us in, in terms of our understanding of what, what it means to heal. Yeah, thanks Lois, yeah. And, and add to that, that um, it's uh, when we're working one-on-one -on -one with a client, um, especially, especially when the topic is to do with health, um, it's kind of a high stakes thing. You know, um, people want to change and grow. And uh, as a coach, we're, we're with them to, to support them to do that. And uh, it's fantastic. Fantastic to be able to um, be with a group of coaches and um, and in, in a way kind of know that we're all in this together and uh, sharing our ideas and uh, support for one another. I found very, has contributed a great deal to my coaching. Thank you, John. I guess I would I would actually jump in and say that that the group because we were had similar training, and we had, were like minded in our desire to work on this project together. There was a way that the support that you guys are describing as well facilitated us being able to to work at a at a at a at a, at a, a it was in a way it wasn't distracting to have so many of us. It was enhancing. You know, people, what you just said, Alex, about this idea of like how many authors. Well, in this case, the, 
the multiple authors really facilitated us doing a felt like a wonderful work together. Yeah, thank you for that, Joel. And I, I would just chip in also, and, and each of you touched on this thus far, that the coming together every month uh, for me, and I'm going to project this out, I think it was true for all of us, was itself a healing experience, which I wasn't anticipating um, coming into it. But we shared with each other through the comings and goings of various illnesses, the comings and goings of various losses and life transitions. And it was a very, very healing place. Julie touched on this in her comment, um, to be able to share that in a 100% safe place. So um, the experience of coming together itself was very healing. And I would put that in slightly different terms for me, which is, you know, as integral coaches, we learn that our basic mission is to help alleviate suffering. And I felt like the process of coming together for such a long time, um, both as coaches and people who are healing and maybe and dying in Jill's case, um, I've, I don't think I've ever understood what alleviating suffering means as I do now because of this group. I feel like that taught me, this group has taught me what it means to alleviate suffering even when you don't alleviate disease. So for me, it was a very intimate and powerful experience and continues to be. Great. Yeah, thanks, Leslie. That's, that's beautifully, beautifully said. Um, so with that, I think that that's a, that's a great place to move into a new area of inquiry, unless there's somebody out there who has something else to contribute on that opening question. Um, what I'd really like to do is, is again, open up the, the floor to anyone who wants to begin with the actual experience that you've had um, as a coach working, and John actually touched on this um, in his comment earlier, but as a coach working with um, a healing topic, a coaching topic that in fact um, requires or is asking um, for some healing on behalf of the client, how that experience is. I mean, I, I like to joke, and not really joke, but I, I think that almost any coaching topic has a healing component to it, whether you're you know, wondering about your next promotion at work or, or something like that. But we're speaking specifically about healing from loss, illness, and injury. So I'd like to just open that up. Um, what has your experience been or what is your current experience as a coach in working with clients who are in search of healing? I could start by saying that um, I think that the changes that have happened in my perspective around coaching um, to include uh, healing, as you pointed out, Reggie, has opened something up with my clients because I've had clients come to me that ostensibly it wasn't for healing. And then as we're talking and they're sharing what's going on and working on what their topic is going to be, is even having them say, I want to heal, even though they don't know that's part of my background. Uh, so th there's something happening in a very subtle way uh, that isn't explicit that people are understanding in, in the coaching. Okay. 
Yeah, thanks. Thank you for that, Lois. The way I, I would put it is we, you say we all know what it's like to thicken and and it can be it can be all consuming to be dealing with an illness um, especially a chronic one um, but we, we we tend to get we tend to get uh, into a pattern that uh, can be easily reinforced uh, with the people around us, even in a conversation with our doctor, that in a way kind of supports the process of disease. And to be able to, to be able to turn that around, uh, and be able to uh, think in terms of what is what what do I want my life to be um, from the perspective of health, even when one is experiencing the symptoms of disease. And I think that's what we're doing with our clients, and we need to be doing that with ourselves. And that's in a sense what we're we're doing together as a group and in the process of writing the book and in the process of our monthly conversations. We're, rearing, we're, we're reinforcing for ourselves that sense of being on the healing train. Yeah, thank you for that, John. And I'm just going to um, repeat part of what you said because there was a little bit of a, a blip in the audio and video as you were speaking. We got most of it. Um, but but uh, the, the part that really jumped out for me was uh, working with that ability, um, even amid the symptoms of an illness or a loss, um, to, to always recognize or to be able to recognize that we can, we can be healing even if the symptoms remain, um, to really get in touch with how we would like our life to be even amid the symptoms which we still have. So I just want to make sure that that came across. Um, I mean, you, you articulated it clearly, but the, the technology got a little bit in the way, I think. So uh, if anybody else wants to clarify it further, feel free to. But thank you, John. Part of that that's come out in my coaching has been the ability to see it for a client to help them investigate for themselves what options still remain to them to live a full life, to live an enjoyable or have a high quality of life. And that often isn't, as Leslie said before, it's alleviating suffering, not alleviating the disease, because that may or may not be able to be alleviated. But I, I think we've all seen and learned from each other how to be there and walk the path with our clients to enable the suffering. And very often that's as simple as for somebody who's bedridden, and I remember this happening to me and I shared it with several clients and it's really helped them. But if you're bedridden, what can you enjoy? Is it a cup of wonderful coffee in the morning? Um, is it looking at the birds? Is it being able to access your favorite music? It may 
feel, it, it usually does feel confining, like something has been ripped away. Uh, but as John said, there's still a lot worth living for and to help people identify that is, I think, one of the gifts we can bring, not to get so sunk into the suffering um, that we can't be fresh and see new options, see with new eyes, things our clients can't see right where they are. Mm. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. yeah Julie, I, I, I can really uh, relate to that in terms of just how, how, we, how we view the, the healing. The, uh, I do, uh, I, I work with hospice uh, clients and one man with lymphoma who's 98 years old, uh, I see each week to give the family respite. So I spend half a day with with him, and and um, we we always every weekly have uh, uh, we we have a cup of hot chocolate and a cookie, and uh, he we go back and forth about would he like some hot chocolate, and and uh, he um, we and and we we. When we get the hot, when I get the hot chocolate ready, we we clip each other, we kick each other's cups, and and uh, uh, and then he, he 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 likes watching old black and white cow cowboy. Um, we watch Wagon Train on television, talking a little bit about Wagon Train, and then there's usually always one little memory or story. He likes to talk about his memories. And that we that we uh, that we talk about uh, during the time there, but there's these these moments of um, just being with uh, uh, in the presence of of each other, and and uh, he you know this last time I visited him at the end he he was he he smiled he had a big smile on his face and was joking with me about something and. It's it's just all all these 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 moments are healing moments in my mind. So I I, uh, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, th thank you, thank you for that, Alex. And and your example there with with your hospice client, um, and and Julie's um, comment before that uh, led me to want to put it out there for all of us. We've been using the word healing now for past 20 or 30 minutes, and it's in the title of the book, Coaching and Healing, Transcending the Illness Narrative. So can we speak a little bit, and we do this in the book, but I'd like just to un unpack this, and maybe it'll be, uh, you know, probably doesn't require seven of us to get to it, but can we speak directly to what we mean when we use the word healing, and perhaps even what we don't mean? And I'll just put that out there and, and See what happens. Well, I'll speak to that a little bit in that I think we tend to have a, think we have a good idea about health. I think we all want to be healthy. Health is a word that gets used a lot. And that's kind of like the, you know, the, the end, the death, the, uh, it's the place we're going. And, and I think, that healing is actually the, is the process of getting there. And in some ways, it's really, really simple. 
But in other ways, it's very complex because it means something different to everybody. And, um, and to be able to bring it out into the open and have a conversation about it, make it part of the conversation, make it the conversation. Um, we, it's like we get a sense of how, how tied in the process of healing is to the unfolding of our life. And so I think that's, I think it's important for us to recognize that healing is, that is a process. Thank you, John. Yeah. I think the, the point that you made too about what is, what is it not is one of the things that we've explored is that it doesn't necessarily mean curing. That the healing can happen at very many levels in a person and it isn't just necessarily on the physical. There can be emotional, mental, and spiritual healing as well. Is that, um, like Alex, I work at hospice and there are being with the residents there, there's many opportunities for them to have emotional and spiritual healing, even though they're dying. And I think if you look at, you know, the basis of the word healing as coming from the Greek word for wholeness, really the healing process is any, any process in which we are coming into some greater wholeness at any level of our being, which does not need to include the fixing the problem that inside of a problem we can become more whole um, and I was wondering if I could um, tell the story Alex about your reasons for first joining the group because well, can I just ask your permission for that and feel free to not grant it is he there he, he was muted Okay. I, is that okay with you? Yes, it is. Thank you. Um, because to me, Alex just gave the mo one of the most beautiful, it's not a definition, but illustration of healing, is that when he joined the group, we all had our own different reasons for joining. And Alex said, I'm going to join this because I'm uncomfortable with the whole process of illness and death. Mm -hmm. So this is somebody who said, I'm not really whole around this thing about illness and death. And then he comes and tells us a story about the way he is with his dying, patient, his dying person in hospice. And to me, that's an incredible illustration of what it looks like to become more whole. Like that to me is a healing story. Um, so I just offer that. Yeah. Thank you for that, Leslie. Yeah, and thank you for that, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and I would say Jill, the the one among us who uh, we lost in in the spring, we would all say we we witnessed the same thing. That although her illness took her, what we watched is her coming into an incredible sense of wholeness and joy and purpose. Um, every step of that way, including at the very end. I think one of the things that comes up when we talk about this in the book <clears throat> about healing is, is distinguishing it from the illness process. And that, 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 I mean, you're describing, I love it, was the wholeness and 
there's a way of learning and growing in John's description. And so we, we, we have this interesting sort of non-medical way of talking about healing and within this medical container, right, or a healthcare container. And so, I mean, we, we all agree that it's both, but it's in a way what we often kind of have to kind of point out is, is that it, it's often uh, we don't think of healing different than curing or getting rid of our illness. And what we work a lot with as a group is sort of exploring that nature beyond the simply fixing our problem and more as a what is the opportunity for growth or connection or wholeness. And, and so it's been, it's been a wonderful a way of, of sort of inquiring into a larger idea of what healing is than often what we've kind of adopted through uh, the way that we've been raised medically. Yeah, thank you for that, Joel. Yeah. And that's and we address that, as you said, in some detail in the book. Um, what I'd like to do just really briefly is, is reintroduce the idea of the book to all of you. This is Coaching and Healing, Transcending the Illness Narrative. It was published by Integral Publishers, and it's available um, on, on Amazon. You can also learn more about the book itself and the authors um, at uh, coachingandhealingbook.com. That's actually a separate website, um, but you can buy it right from Amazon and um, it's available both as a Kindle edition and as um, a paperback edition. So I just wanted to put that out there um, and, and remind um, listeners and viewers uh, that the book exists and, and we, we're in it for the love, but we're not above the marketing of it. So, um, so with the book now back on the table, I'd like to, to ask uh, and come back to something we mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, which still amazes me in many ways, even though I've lived through it now, um, the prospect of 10 people writing a book together. Uh, so the, the question is, how has, how has or how does um, working on this book influenced first your coaching and then if, if appropriate, um, any other aspects of your life. So the idea of working for the better part of, you know, on the book, probably say two, two and a half years. Um, how has working on the book influenced your coaching and or other aspects of your life? I'd say that it's um, allowed me to go much deeper into my looking at my own healing and my capacity to be with others while they're healing. But it's also opened up opportunity for conversations, uh, different conversations that I would have had uh, with medical pre professionals. Um, I'm able to ask different questions and uh, learn about what's happening for them and uh, to be able to share my perspective with them in a way that I couldn't before we delved into this the way we have. Thank you. Thanks, Lois. Yeah. I'd like to say I'm, I'm very proud of what we put together. And that gets reinforced when I hear back from other coaches. Uh, especially coaches that are in other areas beyond integral uh, that are working with um, 
death and dying or um, uh, I've heard from I've heard from a number of coaches just how powerful and healing the process has been for them of reading this book. And I know when I hear that, it it just it it, it reinforces for me the the value of what we have done, the value of the work uh, as a coach uh, and as a, as a health and healing coach. Thanks, John. I think one of the um, important aspects of how the book came together, for, as I look at it in hindsight, is that we, we had initially um, written a, a white paper for our integral coaching colleagues on the topic of coaching and healing. And when we realized that the, we might have something to say to a larger audience, we went back in and to, to your point, John, about uh, comments from coaches other than integral coaches, um, we went back in and didn't really remove all of the integral coaching language from the book, but we created an appendix and a section where we you know, worked with that language, but wrote about what we had learned about coaching and healing more generally um, for a more general audience. And it, it, uh, I, th I think that it's, it's a very, very, uh, in the best meaning of the word, useful book for that reason. It's not limited to a, a small, very, very um, specialized group of, of coaches. Um, and it, to the, this might, I don't think it's grandiose, and obviously I'm very subjective in this, um, but it, it, it does speak to the universal need, um, albeit from a very specific perspective, for healing, whether it be emotional, physical, spiritual, or mental. Um, so from my experience as a co-author, um, the process of working on the book with, with all of you um, and with, with Amy and Karen and Jill as well uh, was, and, and Lois touched on this, was really to kind of expand my perspective. And I think I, you know, I like to think I have a, a decent perspective as it is, but because we all came from different areas, we have People who you know, have worked in, in, in healthcare and education and law in the corporate world. And I'm not going to get everybody right, so I'm going to stop with that. But we have a very diverse um, background, set of backgrounds here. Um, we, we brought the commonality of integral coaching to the process. Um, but then we, we also brought our very different personalities and professional backgrounds. And it, it gives the book, I, I've, I believe, a very, very rich texture and it just gave me a very, very uh, expansive uh, perspective from which to, uh, to draw in my own coaching moving forward. So anyone else want to touch on the experience of writing the book and how it impacted you before we move on? Writing this book together was very, it was a very pivotal point for me because I came to see even more so than with our ICC training, how what we are doing in working with healing, which can be, as Reggie said, it's a, it's a very general topic and it's not always physical healing. There's healing for all of us. 
in different areas. But how we're focusing not on achievement, not on uh, career goals, not on something that's necessarily measurable or quantifiable. Uh, we're not working on improving one's, somebody's, your client's sales quotas or improving their relationship with their um, children um, or losing weight or gaining weight or having different fitness goals. This is more about or what, what I've come to see from writing together is that this is much more about dealing with conditions that may change and they may not. Um, they may get better, they may get worse. It feels like we are dealing with life at its essence and realizing that no matter how pumped up we can help a client get to meet measurable goals, that really doesn't fit within what we're working with. And there seem to be areas, like as an executive coach, I deal with a lot of career issues. Um, that even for people that are coming in for those topics, there there are areas in their life that they want to heal that comes up eventually. So it's very general, and yet coming at it from a very different angle than much of the coaching that is um, out there today. Yeah, great. Thank, thanks for that, Julie. I guess I would like to add. Um, there are two ways it feels like it's really impacted me and my work. One is, at, um, as a coach, I feel like working on the book together has deepened the humanity and humility with which I work with clients. Um, and that's really important to me, and it's really important to my clients. Um, and I think in particular, the kind of technology around the healing narrative um, has been something that whether I'm working with a client who's coming back to work after having a stroke, so a very classically healing topic um, or something that has healing embedded in it, that healing narrative is such an incredible way of helping a client reimagine their lives after, after something has changed it forever and is messing with their identity and they don't know what to make of it. So it's power to help a client make useful meaning of something that's happening in their lives and what that opens for, up for them has also been um, a profound impact, not only for me, but more importantly for the people that I'm working with. Yeah, beautiful, Leslie, and th thank you so much for, for late in this conversation, introducing the term healing mm -hmm. narrative, which we actually had not mentioned, I don't, I don't think, up till this point. Um, I could be wrong on that, so I'm, I'm glad that you did mention that since it's a big part of, uh, it, it, it probably is the foundational element of, of what we're doing. So, uh, nice catch. <laughs> One really, when you bring up the healing narrative, one of the really interesting things about working in a group together around this is when we first started it with it was it was uh, it was a concept that we had, and then when we look at all of the different ways that each of us thought to bring it into our coaching, um, and getting to share that with each other, because they going well, oh, I could do it this way, or I could do it just in this really simple way, because I learned it from one of you. So, that was really cool.
And, and I would like to just add too, with regard to, to the book that as, as we unfolded the process together, <clears throat> I mean, eight of the 10 authors uh, chose, and it was not a requirement, but we actually chose within the book to share excerpts of our own healing narratives, whatever it was that we happened to be working with in our own personal or professional lives. And I'm pretty sure all of it was personal if I'm thinking back now. Um, so uh, I feel it's very important, um, both as a, as a coach, um, as a teacher as well, uh, that we um, are able to, you know, there are a lot of cliches around this, but to practice what we preach, you know, walk the talk. Um, so there's no one who authored this book um, who was not also working with his or own his or her own healing, and uh, you know the excerpts of that appear um, throughout the book as well. So that, I think it's an important uh, part of what we did together. We're we're definitely not tourists here, um, but we are actually um, natives to this territory in our in our own respective ways and very diverse ways. So. Uh, um, I have a, a, a broader question as, as we begin to you know, bring the call to an end. We're not, we're not there yet. Uh, but from this process, from, from working together for over four years, um, from, the actual, from the interactions that we've shared, uh, um, both in person, we all, we all almost got together about halfway through the process again, uh, back up in Ottawa. Uh, if, if you had to select one thing, thing is a horrible word, but it's the best word I can come up with there. Um, you know, what's the biggest thing or the biggest takeaway or the most valuable lesson um, that you've been able to glean from this group as a whole, from working together, from the process of building a book and putting it out there into the world? Um, what, what's a, a, a a big deal in your life um, based on our um, going on five years together? There's an easy question to answer. So I'll bail myself out of that hole. Uh, I'll come up with a response first. Um, <laughs> So, so what, what I, I have, no, you know, this, this, um, this didn't predicate the question, but it was, it came up immediately for me, was that the, the biggest takeaway, and it's really more of a reminder, but it's a, it's a stark and powerful reminder for me, is that in fact, we are all, and I don't just mean the 10 authors, um, but all, all of the, you know, creatures on this planet, we're all in this together. More specifically though, for the 10 authors, um, what I took away was a reminder that given a safe space with like-minded people who care about each other, um, everything is okay. Um, uh, as, as we unfolded you know, four and a half years of speaking together, uh, no matter what any one of us brought to the conversation, um, in our healing container, it was all okay. And um, that's not some grandiose magical statement. It's, it's a real statement of safety, of healing, of love, um, of, of feeling as though we belong. And I believe, you know, in my heart of hearts, that it goes beyond just 10 of us, um, but we have a palpable, concrete uh, experience of it. So that's my biggest takeaway. <laughs> 
I would say I'll jump in. My takeaway, it, 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 I mean, there's obviously a bunch of them, but one of them is that, you know, there's more to illness and healing than solving the problem. And so it's sort of like what you just described is also an essential feature of how we manage ourselves when we are ch challenged by illness, trauma, and disease in general is that we, we kind of, there's this other feature, which is having like-minded people to be with us, to explore, to have our feelings, do all that stuff. That's just as much a vital ingredient than the, how do I fix the problem? Yeah. Thanks, Joel. What jumps up for me is um, years ago, I had heard Ram Dass' statement that we're all just walking each other home which I thought was a lovely sentiment. And I would say that now I know what that means just because of being with this group. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, Lois. Walking each other home. Definitely stealing that one. Yeah, my biggest takeaway would be from the point of first joining the group would be uh, it was a reaffirmation to trust my instincts and uh, go, you know, I had, I, had, uh, I could have chosen groups that I was much more familiar with and I, I chose uh, the, the curiosity path uh, and uh, the path of learning is something that um, was foreign to me and I was afraid of. And um, uh, it's been a privilege to just be we're headed towards our fifth anniversary, and it's been a privilege to be uh, a part of the group because it's enriched uh, my life and therefore has enriched other other folks' lives and who I relate to, including including clients. Thank you, Alex. For me, I I have I've resisted using words like struggle and fight and uh, and in terms of living with with illness and and because they somehow don't those you know those words you know the brave battle and so on it doesn't fit with the idea of healing but in fact they it they do it's a part of it's a part of what what we all go through and um my my biggest takeaway is just a, a reminder constant reminder i can't do this alone mm. can't do it alone. thank you john i think that idea john I've seen that pulled forth both in our group because it's been it's such a strong area of love and understanding and an ability I think we all offer each other to sit with what is to sit with suffering and not be blown away by it, but see it as part of life. Certainly not all of life, but it's such a different model than what you've described and I think so many of us had as our models for illness, which is the brave soldier, or you know, soldiering on, being the tough person that's going to win over this, or it's a battle. This is what I've learned from being with all of you, is that this is 
we could look at it in a different way as a dance. You know, a dance with whatever we are healing from or whatever we are encountering in our life. I was going to say an embrace, but I'm not, and sometimes I'm able to do that, but not always. <laughs> so a dance feels like we're working together and making something powerful and um, beautiful out of what, whatever part of, of our whole life, not just the parts that appear pretty, but all the parts of our life. And I see that carrying through in my relationships with my clients that, I'm, that I can sit now with their suffering and, and see that's not all that's there, that is there and it's not, there's much more to that person with, for that person, with that person, as we've done in our group. So it's both in community and maybe that community is one other person, our culture, dear friend. But to walk with each other. Thank you, Julie. Mine is similar. Um, one of the things about going through loss and illness and trauma is um, Western culture tends to marginalize the sick, the broken, the sad. And, and, and in, so I think that really breeds the aloneness. And I think my big takeaway from our spending time together in this way has been not only is that a, just conceptually, that's obviously like a mistake, like there's people attached to that, why are we marginalizing them? But even farther than that um, is the notion of that mind-blowing things are possible when people bring their broken, vulnerable selves to each other. Like that that's actually, there is, there's lots of difficulty in it, but there's actually benefit in that that you couldn't get any other way. That it's actually like an active gift. And um, I didn't know that before this, uh, before this group. Thank you, Leslie. An active gift. I love that. Yeah. Who to thunk that? Seriously. <laughs> I'd just like to say uh, here, here to that. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the experience of illness and the going, going through the process of, of healing and telling our, you know, reframing our stories to become healing narratives. Uh, it's like, we're, it's like we're doing it for everybody. We're out there. Anyone who is experiencing that is doing it for the collective doing it for all of humanity. And to bring it, bring it in, bring us together, take, take those who are on the margins and bring them into the forefront is really important. Whether it's illness or loss or the last moments of one's life. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, John. And I think with that, um, that, that feels like a good place to bring this full circle. Um, if, if anyone has anything to add before I begin that full circle process, uh, now would be the time. Um, speak now or forever be silenced. 
not really. Um, but if not, what I'd, I'd just like to thank all of you uh, for, for being on this call today on behalf of, of Teleosis Institute um, and, and, and Joel Kreisberg and, and myself. Um, this is part of our ongoing offering to the, the healing and health coaching community. We call it the future of health coaching online. Um, and again, for those of you who are, are, are listening to this or, or tuning in to the video of it, you know, we're speaking today with the authors, most of the authors of the book, Coaching and Healing, uh, Transcending the Illness Narrative, which has been out for about five or six months now. And I'll just say that I want to say the names out loud again, who's on this call. Um, so um, Julie Flaherty, Leslie Williams, Lois McNaughton, Joel Kreisberg, Alex Dowd. Dowds, um, myself, Reggie Mara, uh, missing from the call, Amy Phillips and um, Karen Hempel, and our colleague uh, Jill Lang Ward, uh, who uh, we lost in May of 2016. Um, ten and, authors, and also present John Stoddard. Oh, did I did I skip John? Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm sorry. So and, and John as well. Uh, did I miss anybody? Okay, we're good. So thank you for that, Leslie. Uh, again, Teleosis Institute, you can uh, tune into what we're doing at teleosis.org. Um, we have a class which will be beginning in March. Actually, it's our narrative healing class. Um, I believe it begins on March 22nd, but you should visit the website, teleosis.org, to find out um, that more specifically. Um, on behalf of Teleosis Institute, I am Reggie Mara, and thank you for tuning in to us today. Bye-bye.